stop the presses. Stop the presses. Look, look, look. It's November. It's the, the leaves are changing. If you're not here in Los Angeles, because we live out here and it's always warm. But Draped in Gold is now the award-winning Draped in Gold. Thank you so much. But I can't gloat about this alone. I want to introduce my broadcast colleague, the podcast surgeon, Real Jack Farmer. What's going on, sir? Thank you for finally getting my job title correct, the podcast surgeon. But let's not bury the lead here. That is that we are award winning. We are legit. That means we are equal, if not just like the crown crown jewel is equal to or greater than WrestleMania. I think that means we are equal to or greater than any other podcast ever. Well, yeah, shout, out, shout out to the Video Wars 2021 winner of YouTube-based content in the sports category. It means a lot to us. And definitely Andy Shepard, our guest on the episode, got us a nomination. So, hey, what's up, Christian? How's it going? Shout out, uh, Andy Shepard. Shout out. Shout out. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we were talking about this before we went live. And basically, you've studied years and years and years to be a podcast surgeon. What does that entail, man? Let me know. Yeah, being a podcast surgeon is something that not just anyone can claim. You can't just be a, a podcast host and suddenly say, I want to be referred to as a podcast surgeon. No, no. It takes tons of schooling and work and recording. Uh, paid off. I got a lot of uh, podcast loans I got to pay off. But uh, <laughs> So what triggered Jack is that right now, I want to apologize for those in the audio version. I have tree surgeons outside of my house, and Jack thought I was making this up. Like They're, they're actually they call themselves. They call themselves tree surgeons. What up, Lamb? Thanks for welcome by. Yeah, so please refer to us as surgeons now. That's all you got to do is, is tell everyone, call me a surgeon. That's all it takes now. It doesn't take school or the actual surgeon job. You have to get trained to be a tree surgeon, but I'm totally getting off the topic. Here. I'm sure you do, but that doesn't mean you get to just call yourself a surgeon. You're a lumberjack. Come on. Uh, wow. You're trees. How dare you? That's, a, that's an offensive term. No, I'm kidding. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> I, I want to know why these guys think they can turn their nose up at Lumberjacks. What makes them so special? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not racist. One of my best enemies is named Jack. Uh, let's talk about this main event here. NXT UK, number one contenders match for NXT UK Tag Team Championships. My boys, Smith and Carter. Again, stars of master symbiosis of Mustache Mountain. And look, we all know who won the match. We saw it was Mustache Mountain. But your boy, Eddie Dennis, gets involved in the match again and gets ejected. Jack, this is becoming a problem. This was, again, just how again. clearly NXT UK is conspiring against Eddie Dennis and Symbiosis. The fact that they – look, Eddie Dennis has a manager license. He's allowed to be out there. He's supposed license. to be out there. That's part of how it works. In fact, they call themselves Symbiosis because they work together. NXT UK, NXT UK officials knew that if they got rid of Eddie Dennis, that would limit their ability to win this very important match. And you could hear our quote-unquote friend of the show, Andy Shepard, just groaning and loving the fact that Eddie Dennis got ejected. He's supposed to be impartial, but you could tell that that big NXT UK was trying to throw its weight around <laughs> and get UK. rid of Eddie Dennis and try to control the outcomes of these matches. I find it infuriating, and I really hope that Eddie Dennis gets justice and gets his team a title shot like they deserved and like they earned today. Look, there's no bad people in NXT UK. In fact, the only villain is Peacock for uploading the episode almost an hour late. But I will say this. Eddie Dennis was the only, was part of the team with the only one with a manager. So if anything, it was even in the playing field for all teams. You can't knock the ref for that. Look, it's like actors. Some actors have agents, some don't. The good ones do. 
Dude, good tag teams have good <laughs> managers. That's what happened. You don't kick them out just because everyone else isn't good enough to have one at their side. I got a question about Symbiosis, though. Uh, they came up short. They, as they say in the biz, took the pin. Do they need Wild Boar to come back to put things right? Because it seems with all the guidance Eddie Dennis is giving these guys, the win-loss record is kind of wobbly. You'll notice that the wobbly part always comes when NXT UK stacks the deck against them, whether it be kicking Eddie Dennis out of the match, whether it be putting them in these massive three-way and four-way matches. They never just give them the one-on-one -on -one title shot. That's what they should get, the one-on-one, -on -one, or I guess two-on-two, title shot they're always putting them in these weird four on four three on threes they always try to stack the deck where they know all the other teams are going to team up against them nxt uk why are you afraid of giving symbiosis their title shot that they deserve lamb says no matter how many awards you guys will win one thing they the same jack is right that's why it takes so long to win the first one because jack has just totally been wrong so many times lamb i'm sorry no. No, they uh, they saw that in there. The journalistic integrity of Jack Farmer is unmatched, <laughs> unparalleled, almost like Eddie Dennis. Wow. Uh, besides that, uh, we had a lot of takeaways this match, at least for me. Let me know what you thought about this one. The complimentary offense of Smith and Carter, I think, was the most was the most oiled, I would say. And Tyler Bates showing his big, strong boy-like strength. This is like a treat on today's episode of NXT UK. Yeah, there were definitely three things that stood out to me. One, we'll talk about your 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 guys, Smith and Carter. You have been a day one supporter of them, and you're right. They they look fluid together. Their tag team offense for a while now actually has been really incredible, and I think that they uh, they always show those signs of possibly being contenders for those titles again symbiosis is the true number one contender in my opinion eh. and i don't know if anyone can take the titles from pretty deadly but i think they have done a really really good job of showing that as a team they work together and they complement each other possibly better than anybody as, as far as tyler bake goes you mentioned him we talk about cesaro we talk about bianca belair is it time we start putting Tyler Bate back in the conversation as pound for pound strongest in the WWE. I have to say yes. Uh, I think the only thing that was working against Tyler was that he didn't have many opportunities. I mean, with Walter, it was like, oh, yeah, definitely. But that was like, what, almost two years ago now. So yeah. seeing this today, I was like, bro, you got to put him in a conversation. Maybe top three, top two, if you will, pound for pound. Right. I mean, because what he does is just – flabbergasting right well, the things he did how he had the um was it t-bone on his shoulder and uh bait or uh, not bait uh stars getting swung. yeah yeah he had uh primate on his shoulder and then he did he i forget uh, one the one of the somebody else's guys <laughs> yeah and just the things he does is remarkable he is so strong and i think that yeah you got to put him in that pound for pound category but the third thing I noticed, and this was about someone I just mentioned, Jack Stars. This guy might be the UK. I know he doesn't have the win-loss record to necessarily back up that claim, but he really showed out today. And of all the guys that didn't get a win today, he's the one that did himself the most favors today, I think.
I think he did a good job of shutting the gatekeeper moniker he had for a long time at NXT UK. It was no fault of his own. He just was a fighting guy. You took every other match until he lost a lot more times than he did. Uh, but yeah, I want to say the Lamb Ashton Smith also had massive on his shoulders. That was a wow moment. And I don't know what that 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 springboard cutter that the, him and Carter did. I mean, I popped. I'm like, oh, this could be it. This could be the yeah. chance. And, oh, well, okay. Well, that's what happens. We have four tag teams in a match. Someone always breaks up a pin. So uh, good to see. Yeah. Really good to see for all. That that match would have won any other match if not been for the fact that Symbiosis had been so well trained and prepared and ready for anything. That probably would have been the end of the match. But as far as Ashton Smith having Mastiff on his shoulders, that's not a pound for pound strong thing. That's just a strong thing. Oh, absolutely. It doesn't matter how big you are. That's a, a feat of strength. And again, I think that's what makes those two so dangerous is. They complement each other so well between uh, Ashton's strength and Carter's speed and their striking and their ability to work together. They're a very talented tag team. They're just in a very tough division. Can't stop the result, though. Mustache Mountain, even though they have their differences, come out uh, of this on top with Pretty Deadly after hanging out with the Magic Mike crew for a day. Cool. (laughs) On top of the ramp, man. Here's your showdown. Who you got? Pretty deadly by a mile. They were clapping and they were smiling for two reasons. One, a because mile. we reminded we're uh, a kilometer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's not what... You're right. You're right. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> they, they were smiling and clapping for two reasons. One, because they watched the show and they know that that's how a true rivalry has started coming out after a match and clapping and pointing. Uh, but two, good for you. They're happy because they know that the easiest team to beat of those four is Mustache Mountain. We talk about cracks in the armor. These guys are just waiting to fall apart for Trent Seven to make it all about himself, as he always does, for Tyler Bate to get mad at Trent Seven for costing him that heritage title. This team practically has already beaten itself and pretty deadly is going to retain those titles, maybe take them on the stage with them for some Magic Mike acts where they fit in just perfectly. I'd never thought that that collab actually NXT UK imagine Mike, but we got it. It's all right. Uh, not knocking it, I guess. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, let's let's talk about something that's not nearly as sexy though, uh, or maybe uh, just as sexy. Our opening contest: yeah, Nathan that's... Fraser against Mark Andrew. <laughs> good luck following that comment. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I'm subculture, Mark Andrews, uh, MA92. Uh, here's a match I thought going in that Nathan Fraser, a man who has all the tools, as we say, but looking for a win would probably come out on top, but again, he comes up short. By the same token, subculture is scratching and clawing the way up the ranks. Jack Farmer, walk me through, suss this all out. What's it means for both men after this contest? Fraser took a step back. Flat out. I mean, we love we love Nathan Frazier. He's doing a lot of great things. He's got a bright future. But for now, this was a step back. As far as Mark Andrews, you're talking about scratch and claw. And this was the first scratch and the first claw. They've been on a losing streak. This was a must-win match for them. And I noticed for subculture, the fellas anyways, they've been doing this thing where they like to slap people and pick fights and all this other stuff. This was the first time he had a match that wasn't started that way. And he gets the win. I think that shows something that keeping the cooler heads that going into it, knowing that you're talented, knowing that you've got the experience is going to help him stand out going forward. This team needed this win. They needed it today in general, because they had a good day. We'll get to it. But I think that this shows that, Hey, if you just, instead of getting all 
fancy and slapping people in the face and trying to make some fun of things and just saying, hey, let's get out there and compete. They're going to be successful. Mark Andrews, by the way, incredible looking shooting star press tonight. Just being a beauty today. Uh, so great stuff from him. I want to see more of this. You just proved you hate fun. That's okay. Lamb says, uh, that was a fun opener. Great start to the show. And I'm inclined to agree. The match itself, besides the result, was very up-tempo. It made you realize, oh my gosh, NXT UK, as we always say, can give you that kind of takeover quality on a whim, on a dime, and all that jazz. But Na the curious case of Nathan Frazier still exists. He took a step back. We just established that. But where does it go from here? Heritage Cup seems to be closed. Top of the card definitely seems to be closed. Who was around that's able to take a match against a guy who hasn't won, or I think he's like one for his last three one for his last four something like that yeah came in hot and then really started to step back a little bit i don't know what's next for him he's got all the tools it's one of those things you know we, we say they got all the tools we throw that around a lot but nathan frazier really does and it's tough because the matches he's lost it hasn't been because he's not talented it's just things don't go your way sometimes and that things don't go your way sometimes is starting to add up. I don't know if he needs to maybe get his mentor, Seth Rollins, on the phone. And Seth Rollins may need to tell him to get a little dastardly. Maybe, uh, you know, take some shortcuts. That's what I think Seth Rollins would do. Well, I can imagine that phone call. Oh, you want fashion advice? No, Seth. I just want training advice. If you want fashion advice, check out my new suit. Um, what's the deal? They've been they've been making those references today about or again after a, a period of time of not mentioning the Seth Rollins collection connection, it happened again today. Do you think there's a possibility that we burn it down and have Seth Rollins on UK or vice versa having Ray Raven Frazier on the main roster? I'd love to see him in UK. I think Seth Rollins is one of the more underrated, greatest wrestlers going uh, in the world. Oh, right really? Uh, I think he's incredible. I think he always puts on great matches. So I'd love to see him in UK. I think he'd like to come to the UK, actually. I just know he's a very busy fella. He's obviously got a world title match coming up soon. So I don't know. I think whether or not he shows up as more of a schedule thing than anything else. I don't know if I see a schedule lightening up anytime soon. Also, I want to give a shout out to Andy Shepard, as I always do. But in this episode, I thought he was going to pop a vein that match. He's like, oh, that's who bucket. It was awesome. I mean, yeah. you make it so much better. I really do. Yeah, I don't I don't like that he's a part of big NXT UK trying to, uh, trying to run symbiosis off the road but other than that he's a good fella he's there is nothing big about nxc uk sid has a new office every month like come on bro it's a very small operation there's no conspiracies out there sid's got a new office every month you just said he's it's, hey, a, it's a broom closet the way they're <laughs> manipulating the government and all these other things i'm sure <laughs> let ten, 10 people in the arena like come on bro this big it's a small tech outfit. big pharma and big nxt uk <laughs> And so everyone gets together and go, you know what? Let's screw over Eddie Dennis again. Oh, that's right, mate. Lunch. Yeah, there's, <laughs> a giant, there's a giant boardroom with all these people sat at the table. And uh, it's a dark room. I'm sure of it. Who, oh, speaking of dark rooms, uh, backstage, backstage, Kenny Wood was out there doing graffiti about Josh Samus, it looked like, but uh, got into a crossing path with Saxon Huxley. What's your boy Kenny Williams doing? That's like one of your favorite guys, one of the Jacks guys this time last year, but he's out, out there doing subculture type stuff. Why can't Shaw Samuels catch a break? Who does why does everyone hate poor Shaw Samuels? Everyone's <laughs> coming after him, whether they're slapping him in the face or writing yeah. things about him on the wall. <laughs> What has he done? He, it seems like he's just trying to live his life and be, he's read the paper. be healthy and read the paper. And everyone just wants <laughs> to pick a fight with the poor guy. Yeah, uh, he, I, I, I just feel bad for him. But 
Uh, Kenny Williams. I, uh, I'm a big fan of him. I think that I like that he doesn't care what people think. I like that he does what he wants. And I think that's given him an edge that has made him very successful. I've said, it's never a good idea to pick a fight with a crazy guy. And right. Saxton is about as crazy as it gets. So I don't know if I can co-sign on this move. I think it was a, it's a uh, it's it's a dangerous move. It's one I don't know if I would uh, recommend, but if anyone's smart enough to get out of it, it'll be uh, Kenny Williams. Yeah, I do think Kenny Williams, mostly like Nathan Fraser, is someone that had a lot of heat. You know, when they broke up with it, when they broke up, when him and Major Jordan split split up, uh, the sky was the limit. Had a couple of uh, false runs in the Heritage Cup division. I think he needs to get going. But you're right. I don't think the giant guy going through the trash is where you start. I'm just me personally. But maybe that's what makes him a smart a smart move. Is he can outsmart Saxon Huxley, right? He can he can find a way to get a win over Saxon Huxley, and I think that Saxon Huxley is a win that is going to help him get that momentum. Something that like a Frazier would need. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's a smart way to maybe again manipulate Huxley, outsmart him, get a win, get back to your winning ways because. That's the problem with a tournament is only one person can win it. And unfortunately, it wasn't Kenny Williams this time around. Yeah, fortunately, it wasn't. Uh, we were talking about this um, on social media. I want to make sure I can bring it up here. Um, Lamb, who's a fan of the show, who's in the chat right now, had said during the Magic Mike segment, Imagine doing a pretty deadly just did. Now, at the time, the episode was not uploaded to Peacock. So we had no idea what he was referring to. So the question stands, Jack Farmer, would you gyrate to the ground if you had the chance to, with the title belt around your waist? Yeah, of course. Wouldn't you? <laughs> totally. Well, I'm surprised if you asked that question. I apologize. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm so easy. I'm fairly certain Pretty Deadly would have wanted me there with them. As I, I feel like I'm kind of an honorary member of Pretty Deadly in a lot of ways. We haven't no, said not. it officially, but I'm nope. sure I am. Uh, they would have wanted me there, but if, uh, I'm I'm across the pond, as they say. Oh so yeah, yeah. That's and, the one reason why I wasn't yeah. there with them. The one reason we're quickly let's get some things around NXT UK around backstage. Looks like Gallus and TM and Ron Roger are going to have their match next week finally. And we talked about why Gallus needs to get some wins in that column, but TM even looking angry as he always does looks like he needs some momentum too. Two things has two things are combining. One thing has to give. Which was going to be Jack next week? Right now, the thing is TM and uh, Gallus, as I mentioned, they're both families. The difference is Tiamon's family is growing and getting stronger, where Gallus's family seems to be more and more splintered by the day. Every time they go out there, I've said this for a while now, it seems like this there's a lot of friction growing on this team. Yeah. And it seems like Gallus, I just, I, I would not invest long-term in, in Gallus. I, I don't see them getting through this. They seem to be wanting to go their separate ways. They seem to be picking fights with different people. Tiamat, on the other hand, though, like I said, it seems like his team's growing. They're getting stronger. They're bonding more and more. That is a team that is the future of the families in NXT UK. Wait, oh, allow, me to offer, allow me to offer a counterpoint. Because on one hand, Rohan Roger came out and defeated his last time in the ring. And every time they have these family meetings, there's actually no food or drink on the table. So you don't know how much money they have. They keep out there starving there in Berlin. I'm just saying, Gallus are no slouches. They're not the best win-loss records. But I gotta say, when you have the size, strength advantage, stamina advantage, now Wolfie's probably healthy again. You gotta give it to Gallus, right? 
Oh, I'm not saying that Gallus is a bunch of pushovers. I'm not saying that this is that's what I think you're saying gonna be an easy matchup. But what I'm saying is when you're looking at a Super Bowl, you've got two teams that are incredible, but the team that works together better is the one that's gonna edge out the other one. And I think that's Teoman's team. Uh Teo uh Lamb says Teoman is ever angry. He is a Berliner. We're always like that grumpy. You know, quick story, it's totally off topic. So I DJ weddings, right? And one time I had a wedding that got booked in eight days, and and the bride was from Berlin, and I listened to so much Fez brought. Like I was like, bro, I, I feel angrier just listening to it. So I respect that. Uh moving on. <laughs> Uh, backstage, one of your best friends of all time, Nina Samuels, had an episode of the Nina Samuels show. And while she got uh, dis- dismissed by Isla Dodge, she was talking smack about the draped and gold home team Aaliyah James. And Aaliyah was not going to stand for that. Match on the horizon, it seems, when she talks to Johnny or Sid. Aaliyah James, Nina Samuels, who do you got, Jack? Put you against the wall. Well, as said, uh, Aaliyah James is the home team. You always go for the home team. So I'm excited to see her get a match and really show out. And I think we need to give a tip of the cap to Nina Samuels for really helping to build her up and talk about how great she was and get that match to really feel like it has some stakes. And now it's going to get on TV, helping Aaliyah James get another match. Nina Samuels, probably the most selfless person in NXT UK. Something we really should be like awarding her with and uh, giving her that appreciation, giving her her flowers now. And uh, Aaliyah James, though, it's great to see her getting another matchup. This is, a, a like we said, the, the home team draped in gold player. And I'm excited to see her do well. The fact you say it's Nina Samuels, you get all the credit. Even though her show was unsanctioned, didn't even want Leah James there. She got caught talking smack about it. You're still giving the praise? You kidding me, bro? Yeah, as Lamb says in the chat, I'm going to point it out here. Nina Samuels is so nice to give her spotlight to her coworkers. It, Lamb gets it. Like, right now, Nina She didn't Samuels want to. Aaliyah did. Knows that she... She knows that she has a spotlight. No, she has a She platform. literally said she didn't want to do it. She literally says, like, ah, oh, that's stupid. Leah James. And Leah James showed up. She didn't do anything. Are you kidding me? What show are you guys watching? The best, listen, sometimes the best coaches know how to speak to their players. And sometimes tough love is what it takes. Nina Samuels saw that and used that to really get the best out of Leah James. I think that this is just a really great thing she's doing. It's called being a, a locker room veteran. She Locker didn't know she was there. That, you can't encourage if you don't know someone's in the room. That doesn't make any sense. Nina Samuels knows what's going around her at all times. She's very aware. She's very present. That's how you become a star. That's why she's got so much charisma. I'm going to pop a vein. I swear to you. Well, the match is going to be dope either way. I'm rooting for Leah James, and she should win because a homegirl was talking smack about her. Uh, whatever. Lamb also says, uh, how can you be rude to Nina Samuels who wanted a co-worker? You know what? Moving on. Our last match of the show, uh, also from Subculture, Danny Luna, which from now on I'm calling the leader of the group because she knows how to yes. handle her business, uh, yes. had a match against Stevie Turner. I'm a big fan of both of them. You know, I'm a big advocate for Stevie Turner, but her win-loss record hasn't been that great. And even though I consider it upset, let's be real, Subculture needed this win more. Two wins in the same night, Jack Farmer. Best night for Subculture in a very, very long time. And it was, uh, it, this was, look, we're, we're Stevie Turner fans here on this show. Let's, I know I am. Like, we, we both like Stevie Turner. Danny Luna, though, just incredibly powerful today. I mean, we've always known that uh, she is a very strong person, but geez, Louise, she was doing some things today that were just wild to show her strength. It was so impressive. 
And I think today she, you're right. She proved that she's not only the leader of subculture, but dare I say, she's a contender for that title. And if Mako Satomura is watching as she should be, she should send Kenzie to slow her down because I think it's moving ever. Someone half my size. Go get him. <laughs> I would send someone to go slow Danny Luna down because uh, she's coming and she's coming for that title. A question I have in my notes is also being shared by Lan here. It says Danny Luna and Mark Andrews won their matches, but Flash didn't. The last two of them, is he the weak link? I'm not a he, listen. I, subculture is a group that always <laughs> as a weak link. Other. I don't want to say too much. <laughs> why are you why are you flip flopping? Just say pick a side. <laughs> I uh, it it seems that way. I like Fat Flash, by the way. Uh, subculture. I feel like they're always on the opposite side of the ring from the people who I think are the very best. So I always find myself rooting against them. To be fair, but. Uh, yeah, I think Flash needs to find a way to step up to the rest of his team. But it does beg the question, though, it is, is what's more impressive, beating Native from the Frazier or putting the former number one contender to NXT UK title and Rampage Brown to your limit and losing? It is kind of like, or do dubs over, overtake everything? Or is it like strength of difficulty of opponent and all that stuff as well? Both can be good. I think that Flash did, did himself a lot of favors when he lost to Rampage. But I think at the end of the day, we look back and we go, how many matches have they won? You know, in two weeks, we're not going to remember that Flash had a close one. You know? yeah, fair, fair, fair. You're right. But, You're but we are going to say that Mark Andrews, wow, he's been winning a lot lately. Mm -hmm. I get so. you. I'm, I, we put it that way. I have been convinced. Uh, last question, only because it, it, it makes me go, hmm, chokes my beard. Uh, what is the deal with Blair Davenport? She comes back, she's reinstated, but not just hanging out backstage, just being a Sam Gradwell. What's up with that? What's wrong with being a Sam Gradwell? I didn't see nothing, 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 sir. It's great. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> she should have some matches soon, right? Well, it looks like her and Danny Luna might have a matchup. And I think that when that happens, the winner of that one has to be the number one contender. I don't think there's any way around it. Really, though? I mean, there are a lot of people still in the mix there for Mako Satomura. I mean, there is the, also the rise of a Mel. You can't uh, mention all those other ones as well. You know, maybe there might be some kind of shenanigans in the camp with a million McKenzie going, hey, look, I'm tired of being a henchman. Well, yeah, there's other contenders there, but I think that both those two are on win streaks right now. And if one of them is able to beat the other, I don't know if anyone else has a resume that gets them to that title quite like theirs does. Fair enough. I guess you're right. Before we move on to NXT 2.0, which is weird to say not that instead of Prime, uh, any final words about NXT UK this week? Yeah, I thought A-Kid was a total jerk to Sam Gradwell. Again, a kid running his mouth, maybe, and maybe, and, and you can back me up on this. Maybe it's time for a kid to put down the coffee. Every time I see this guy, he's drinking coffee and running his mouth. Sam Gradwell, the kind of guy that just wants to get the work in, wants to get the job done in the ring. Uh, he even said, Look, I'm not doing interviews anymore. A kid again, just running his mouth, too much coffee. I can't wait for Sam Gradwell to mess this kid up a little bit. Yeah, I hate people that have advertising coffee all the time. Is that really my thing? But come on, man, that's kind of his gimmick. Why not? It, it's just weird. Every time you see him, he's drinking coffee. Like, what's okay? Okay. I mean, he's like, what's I mean, that he's all about? It's zero calories, man. You know, you can totally keep yourself mind, body, and mind focused with the caffeine. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Moving on to NXT two uh, A lot of things happened inside the ring, but let's talk about 
war games there was talk rumors about an event being december 5th there was like what well, can takeovers exist in 2.0 land uh we're not sure if it's takeover branded but it's war game which is kind of like the biggest premiere event but we didn't get william regal saying this jack farmer i think i know the answer to this one but how does war games feel this year out I can't believe that William Regal, he had one job. He was doing one thing consistently, and that was saying war games. Now even that, he's put on the back burner to go just hang around and do nothing. Just but, loop it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's yeah, I mean, we'll see if it, can, if it can work. I don't know who the teams are. It feels weird having a war game style undisputed era. I know that that was something that we were going to have to – learn to live with regardless of uh of 2.0 happening but it it doesn't feel like there's teams right now so i don't really know who would be a part of these this war games situation it it's a little bit of a if i can nitpick it's a little bit of a bummer for me I, what i liked about war games in the past is even though we always knew it was happening around a certain time of year it felt like it was always given to a group of fighters that 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 needed it or deserved it and that's going to william regal's point of coming out and being at war games you know right yeah uh where i don't like that now it's like hey war games is happening we're gonna fill in the wrestlers if that makes sense i got you uh dylan matthew says uh william regal had one job level how can you defend his malarkey truthfully dylan i'm glad you mm -hmm. asked me that question and put me the task I can't. To Jack's point, there are people out there and there could be alliances, but there really isn't that big dust up slash fisticuff slash Donnybrook to have someone go, guys, calm down, giant stake. That's what made it cool. It was the fact that William Regal would willingly put his talent into danger. That's what made it fun. But you can't come out and have a Harlem promo or inside of MSK sketch comedy or they're driving to someone's house 420 miles away to go, war games. It won't hit the same. It, yeah, and it's like you can put the teams together. Like I can make up people for this fight, but there's that feeling. What made War Games great is, yeah, there would be the big fight in the parking lot or in the ring where everything's like lost control, and then William Regal comes out and is like, "This is so out of control. There's only one way to stop it." War yeah, Games. Games. And but now it's again, if hey, there's War Games. Now it's just like, what well, are people gonna? earn a spot on teams or like it's i don't know it doesn't i get that it was always the same time every year i know there's people who are probably listening like jack it was the same time every year it, it's always planned but this time knowing that they've announced it before the competitors makes it feel very yeah well, there was a main event and bigger matches on the card, but I want to talk about this match first because it got the, it got trending on Twitter. Where is Santos Escobar? Electra Lopez had a match against Eric again from 205 Live. If you ever watched a couple episodes, though, she's very a very capable competitor, but really wasn't her best outing here. But yes, it looks like Electra Lopez is one, the new leader of Legado de Fantasma, and two, trying to recruit Zion Quinn? Uh, yeah, this... This was disappointing as a um, as a <laughs> this is disappointed as a, as a supplemental member of Legado del Fantasma. What I, group are you a part of? <laughs> I was very concerned about. I, I also wonder where Escobar is. I he was the heart and soul of that team. Uh, 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 uh. Electra is cool, but this doesn't feel like Legado del Fantasma anymore. This just feels like I don't know. It's 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 weird. I. I don't like that she's so into Zion Quinn. I feel like uh, I feel like Escobar needs to go take him out 
so that she doesn't mess around with this dude anymore. I don't I don't like what's going on here, Flobo. I don't we- like it. <laughs> I don't if I, I don't like that this uh this love triangle thing is happening. I'm not a fan of it. I do not believe in fantasy booking. If you ever watch me, I, I try not to do that. Several predictions. That's a little different. But maybe, and I mean, if, if if this were to happen, just just go with me. If it were to happen, she's trying to recruit this person, and Santos comes back and sees him as a threat, and that becomes a little mini feud. Would that be a way to salvage this for you, or is are you already like done? The fact that Electra is now I'm calling the shots. Like, forget it, Madrina. I'm out. I mean, I'd be fine if he came back and it went back to how it was, but it doesn't the entire thing doesn't feel like it's the same group anymore because the same the group kind of revolved around who Escobar was. Agreed. So to, to have Electra come in and be the boss, especially when we don't really know her, and now she, her whole thing is trying to – I I don't know. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. I, 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 hope, I hope Escobar comes back and we get Legato del Fantasm back to where it's supposed to be. You guys don't understand. Jack is always positive. To say he's disappointed is like the death knell. You know, I'm but, disappointed. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We'll work it better. I am. It feels like, I, I just, I, I would like to see Zion Quinn versus Escobar. That would be a good matchup. And if we get that, that's cool. Maybe I just need to give it time as they say, but this feels like you just took out the most important member of the group and replaced him. And now it's just a different group altogether. It's it's like I, I don't know. It, it's like if you uh, if you took a, any other faction and you took the leader out and replaced them with someone else, you'd be like, oh well, this isn't the same group anymore. You know? Yeah. So uh, tune in next week to Dripping Gold starring Jack Farmer. No, I'm just kidding. Elliot Fletcher says yeah. uh, it may be a thing where Escobar turns up one week to take out Zion, kind of like Don Callis yesterday. Oh yeah, Don Callis. But, I mean, I get, I get what you're saying, Elliot. And that's what I'm saying. Maybe that may be a path to it. But again, that's me speculating because there was no answer. And I had, I was on Twitter and I was like, wow, where is Hedos Escobar? I didn't watch the show live, by the way. I watched it afterwards. I thought something happened to him, but I watched the show. And I'm like, no, really, where is he? There's, there hasn't been any kind of reference to him at all. Yeah, he. So again, it's it's one of those things. He might be back next week, and it's no big deal. But if if this is the direct with NXT 2.0, it's so hard because you don't know what their directions are at this point because it's still so new. You don't really know how to read it. And so hopefully, it, hopefully he's back next week and it's just like, oh yeah, he just wasn't a rant. Maybe he was in the UK tour or something. Not yeah. a big deal. Then it's it's okay. But if if this is the way it's going to continue to go, I I don't know. Electra's been nothing but trouble since she joined the God Odell Phantasma. That's what I'm saying. I mean, moving on. Yeah. Our main <laughs> event, <laughs> for the second time in two weeks, our North American champion Carmelo Hayes with a match against the, quote, baddest man in NXT. Still holding on to that, that tagline, Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn gets the win due to some shenanigans and interference. Questions for you. I have two, Jack. One, does our North American champion look weak because he loses to Pete Dunn? And two, is Carmelo, even in defeat, the true A champion because he's defending this title week in and week out? Right now, I'd call him the A champion for sure. The only reason he lost this match is because Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gargano got involved. If those two minded their own business, then Carmelo would have gotten a very easy win against one of the legends of NXT. But because they got involved, because they needed to... Uh, they, they feel insecure about a new star coming up and replacing them. They, they had to get involved. They, they ruined what could have been a great match. Uh, but yeah, Carmelo's still the A champ to me. 
Uh, I gotta say, I'm kind of jumping on the uh, the Tr- Trick Williams uh, bandwagon with the quote: "Your mama's a bum and your daddy's a bootlicker." <laughs> what? <laughs> like, dang it, Trick! Why you gotta say it like that, bro? Uh, but it also seems for Pete Dunn that Tony D'Angelo's hanging in the wings. Do you think that's going to be the next step for Pete Dunn, or do you think Pete Dunn's going to finally go for something that's eluded him his entire career, and that's the NXT Championship? Uh, he's gone for the NXT Championship. It's just continued to elude him. Uh, I, it sounds a bit like Tony D'Angelo is going to be the next the next person for Pete Dunne. And if that's the case, then I'm very worried for both of them. Because, hmm. because anyone who messes with Tony D'Angelo ends up finding themselves in a trunk. But, man, how do you do this if your fingers are broken? Good point. Good point. <laughs> Ow. Yeah, what are these? And the Tony D'Angelo... Yeah, I, I, just, don't, I, don't, I don't know what you call that. Uh, well, it, uh, as an emoji, it's called pinched fingers. That's what I'm calling it. Okay, pinched fingers. He does, <laughs> he does the pinched fingers. That's uh, the safest way to describe that. Safest. Safest. <laughs> yeah, probably. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dylan Matthews says Pete Dunn needs to do something. I agree. But he's a baddest man in NXT. Like, oh, the baddest man. Uh, also in NXT lands, uh, I want your opinions on this. Uh, the Stevie Turner of NXT, LA Knight, was in a triple threat match against Solo Sokoa and Grayson Waller, and Joe Uso gets to win. Solo Sokoa is making it happen here in NXT, but it doesn't seem the crowd, which was really, really hot today, I don't know if it was a brand new audience or not, doesn't seem that big into Solo Sokoa. Yeah, I thought Solo looked, did everything Solo was supposed to do, got a strong win, but there was a story that I left this match thinking and what I wanted, we don't talk about fantasy booking here. We don't try to project things and, and try to mm-hmm. speak things into, into existence here. But I want to see LA Knight and Grayson Waller as a tag team. What? I, Why? I want to see them work together. We, we have so many of these teams of people who don't get along getting along. Right? I want to see them try this. I want to see them try working together and hating each other every step of the way. I think they're incredibly entertaining together. I want to see them work together more. These guys, why have them fight when you can have them win? I like them both, but I don't like them together. Like I don't. I, that would be a, a bad. I like fruit. I like cake. I can't stand fruit cake. Why would you put them together? Like who will they fight? Like what? Tag teams. Oh, okay, great. I wish there were many here at NXT. Like um. And um, uh, Brooks and Jensen, MSK, and Brooks MSK is on a road trip. Imperium has the titles. You uh, can't knock that. I'm not yeah. knocking them, but MSK is on a road trip. Brooks and Jensen are off there doing solo cup, flip cup, and and cornhole. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, they're doing horseshoes, Flobo. I'm so sorry. That's really badass. I apologize. I rescind my, my last <laughs> statement. Jeez. So badass. <laughs> <laughs> so badass. Um, yeah, we're just going through this, man. I'll be honest with you. NXT, NXT 2.0 did not slap for me, but that's okay. There are some moments I did like. Let's talk about Toxic Attraction, top of the show. Against Ayo Shirai, Casey Cat, and Zyra, and Caden Carter. And I kind of knew it was going to be Caden taking that pin, but it's okay. But Zoe Stark has an update or torn ACL. Uh, unfortunately for her, I've seen the Toxic Attraction's here to stay. Jack, are you on board? Yeah, of course. How can you not be on board with the hottest act in NXT 2.0 right now? This was interesting to me, though. I want to say, first and foremost, Casey and Caden coming through the crowd. I thought this was an improvement for them. They seemed like they had more energy. They seemed like they were more confident in who they were. I actually really liked this showing for them, even though they took a loss. And uh, 
you know, I think uh, Gigi Dolan proved her value being the one to get the pin in this yeah. one. And uh, actually, and, my question here is, what do you make of her finisher? It's it's interesting. I have to see if she can hit it quickly. It seemed it looked interesting. It looks a little complicated. Like I said, I don't know. I have to see if she she's able to hit it quickly or against different opponents. I have to see it a few times. I think it could be pretty cool though. I was trying to look it up here on YouTube. To me, the most complicated wrestling finish I've ever saw in WWE was Byron Saxton's. And it's like a sling blade slam kind of thing. I'm going to put it here in the chat here for those of you. If you have it, just make sure you uh, YouTube that. Byron Saxer finisher in NXT. Uh, you'll totally enjoy that. But um, I thought it was kind of cool. It looked pretty devastating. Folded up, Caden, like an accordion. Toxic trash is here to stay. Uh, Mandy Rose, just over under six months as NXT Women's Champion. Ooh, good question. I'm gonna say over. I think she's gonna oh, hold it for a while. Uh, wow. it looks like Io Shirai is gonna be the next contender, but I don't think anyone is slowing down Mandy Rose. This is her show now. Mandy. Well, what about Kay Lee Ray? Had a match against Sarai today, and you know what? Let me let me let me get the big screen here. Sarai, huge fanfare. The dopest thing, so I'm like, oh, so I'm like, very, very nice to heavy metal. You're coming out with a certain look that's uniquely you, but you haven't been able to put the win together. And yet, you're on Twitter complaining about what had happened to you. I have faith in you. I know you could do so much better, but right now, it looks like everyone is using you as that gatekeeper. That's the spot you don't want to be in. Kaylee Ray's forever champion, not taking that away from her, but dang, Sarai, dang. You said it. I mean, <laughs> ditto. <laughs> you know, I no, you're right. She's a legend, and it's it's. She came in with fanfare. She came in with wins, and then she took that first loss. I want to say it was against. It was it Zoe Stark? Was it? Zo it may have been. She took a. She took a loss and just hasn't been able to get going again on social media. She posted just a heartbreaking image of herself and asking why can't i win why can't i win and it's it's sad i hope that i hope she's able to uh to, to put them together again i don't i just don't know though it seems like she's definitely gone from one end of the spectrum to the other though yeah, Elliot Fletcher's head's nail on the head. It's supposed to ride. Her first few with Tony Storm got cut short because of the call-up, and the transition to 2.0 killed her momentum. And yes, she's also Dakota Kai. That's, what that's it right. That's because it was right. yeah, yeah. Um, it I have to agree, and I understand that 2.0 is supposed to be an opportunity for more people. And frankly, also the color palette and and having more um overtop characters would benefit Sarai because she felt like she was being lost in the shuffle, even in 1.0, to be honest with you, but it just hasn't connected. And it's one of the more depressing scenes in that roster i'm not i got a person who says they've been ruined i'm always a guy that's going to say well what, what can they do to get themselves seen by people but it just seems it's not working out for her it really does yeah hope, like, i'm a fan i hope she's able to find some momentum there but uh we'll see it's as mentioned as elliot fletcher in the chat says with the change and transition to 2.0 what does it take to stand out i don't know but it's it's different now things are different so um Hopefully she's able to do something, though. You know what does help? What's that? 
Face paint transition. Bolo's in a matchup today against Joe Gacy. It looks like without Mei Ying around, is he Tian Shaw now? Has he adopted the soul of the dragon? I have no idea. Hasn't been explained and got the loss by disqualification because he doesn't believe in rules. I'm always a big fan of hashtag push Boa. But Jack, what do you make of this? This new version, this new aggressive version of Boa. It's like he is all members of Tian Shaw wrapped into one now. Super dangerous, especially when those lights flash. I think he might be unstoppable once things get cooking for him, as long as he can figure out how the rules work, apparently, because he doesn't understand how to stop when he gets to that five count. But I like this. It gives him a little bit of an edge. It makes him stand out a little bit, and maybe this is what he needs to get that hashtag push boa moving. Looks like that Jack Farmer's just bias of sting and face paint. No, I'm kidding. No, I agree with you. I think he had the best gear of the night. I think he looked a lot more aggressive. Here's somebody about two years ago, he was an also ran. He's like, oh, yeah, it's Boa. Yeah. But now, I mean, I do think he is a bona fide member of this roster and he has a size, he has a speed, he has the look. Homeboy is a looker, but I don't, I, I want to, I want some kind of closure about Tiancho. Is it over? Is it a version? Are they getting more people? What's going on? I would assume that. My my thought right now is Boa is Tian Shaw, and that's it. That's it. That's it. All right. Fair enough. Uh, and for Joe Gacy, uh, even with the laws, he's out there telling me about safe spaces. His theme song, I guess, has a Kumbaya vibe. As we end, what, month two of the reboot. Joe Gacy, character-wise, maybe top tier? I like him. I think he's interesting. I think he's someone that when he's on, you want to find out what his thing is. You want to keep watching. So I am on board with him. I am on board with his character. I don't really know about Harland yet or where that's going. But right now, Joe Gacy has that interest factor. I want to see what he does next. I want to see if he gets angry. I want to see if he finally makes it a not safe space. I want to see that next step. I want to be there when that next beat happens. So I would consider him must-see TV. Ooh. Uh, Wade Barrett says, this, quote, is the single worst tag team name I've ever heard. But Jack at time was in a match against the Creed Brothers. And the match is one thing. But do you agree with that sentiment? I think it might be one of the worst. But then Vic Joseph says, worse than the core is two R's. And that's also a valid question. I had enough. Yeah. I'll make them see. <laughs> you know, the... Uh, the core was pretty bad. <laughs> I love that. that song slap, bro. You never take another. I think it's because when I me. hear jacket time, I think something different. I think that's the point. I think I really think it's supposed to like, take off your pants and jacket, right? Yeah, that's what I that's what I think when I hear it, and that's why I think it's the worst. It's, Style I strong. I don't know if you can have a song or have a I don't know if you can have a your thing be a play on take off your coat and jacket and not have the worst name. I, I mean, but that's happened a lot in wrestling. Remember the dicks from back in Smackdown 2002-2003? Yeah, but I don't know. I can't watch the show and say it's jacket time and not feel <laughs> a little bit of shame. <laughs> I mean, if you're if we're about shame, we're in the wrong line of business. We're talking about professional that's, wrestling. We're grown-ass men. That's what? true. That's true. <laughs> I, I just had a guy named Braun Breakers. I'm looking at it a couple weeks ago. Uh, Elliot says, like, the weekly, the weekly Nexus burial and commentary has come back. And you know what? As as much as we look at Nexus as as something that started off strong, uh, South Strong, and it kind of went off in those little separate directions, like, when I see the Dare Wolf uh, out there in Independence, I'm like, yo, that's the guy from The Thing. Or when I see Brian Danielson, oh, that's the guy that was on that thing. And 
that's kind of the point of it, right? That was pretty awesome. But where where's Michael Tarver? Does anyone know what Michael Tarver's doing nowadays? Can anyone help me out with that? That's let me know in the chat. That's the one guy I don't really know where where, where is he. Like, if you guys figure that out, let me know. Michael Tarver about that. Uh, the match itself, the time in mind, they're here. They're, they're there. They're pretty much an NXT 2.0 staple, whether you like it or not. Jack, I'm kind of beige on them, but what are you thinking? I mean, they're, yeah, they're great. They're great wrestlers. I mean, they, they do great things. I, I, it's interesting for how much they have. They, they wrestle well, but I don't, again, we, we've said it week out, week in, week out. I don't really get what they are. They're for a, a brand that's supposed to be all about characters. I don't really get the characters. And they're just powerful wrestlers. They work really hard, man. Like, how would I describe them to someone who doesn't watch? Like, if I was, describing them to a person who's only watched another wrestling company or show yeah and they came out how would i describe them i don't know i would just say it's oh the they're, you. They're you know the, basically it's the box art from a workout tape that's them that's wow i mean they're good in the ring don't get me wrong they're good yeah. wrestler like their matches yeah. are great but when you're on a show with this big of characters how do I describe them? Like, what is their thing? And and you could say, okay, well, they're the, they are the no-nonsense wrestlers. Well, the champions are the no-nonsense wrestlers, the Imperium. That's who they are. So right. what makes the Creed brothers different? Like, if, I, if I'm building to a match for TakeOver, let's say, and it's going to be Creed brothers versus Imperium, how do I differentiate the two? One of them is not American. People are the same way when the revival, remember the revival? Whew, throwback. Uh, at AOP were around, it was like, wait, it's just two different flavors of the same kind of vibe. There's people who are just really mean, they don't have much frills to it, but they visually look different. I think Imperium has that European flair about them, whether they like it or not. I mean, sure. I don't mm. know. I don't know. Like, there's, I don't hate them. I just, I don't really get their thing. Like, they're okay. They're I hear I agree with you. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue if I agree with you. Uh, Dylan Matthews says Wikipedia says Michael Tarver is still on the Indies, but doesn't say he has done anything since 2008. Much like my life. Uh, okay, man. I hope he's doing well. I mean, props to him. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah. Uh, any other notes about NXT before we go to burning questions this week? Uh, I did want to say one thing I thought was really cool that was kind of subtle and small and and probably glossed over by most people is uh, I like Braun Breaker's little promo backstage about how he is. I like how he talked about how he's in Europe and he's wrestling on the European tour. And I like that he said he's learning from a lot of the biggest names and he's going to take what he's learned and use that to beat Tommaso Ciampa for the title. And that was just a cool little thing to throw in there that shows that, yeah, he's developing, he's getting better, and he's still coming after the title as opposed to just, hey, here in the UK, wrestling. You know, I thought it was a good, it, that was a very well-played move on his part. Let's get into it. After that promo, if you're the GM, how long will you keep Breaker in NXT versus the call-up? I think he's ready anytime. I think, I've said before, I think he's the next big guy. I think he's the next big star. I think he's a, he's going to be a world, world beater. People are saying Riddle, John Morrison, or RVD, but who is MSK's guru? And shouldn't they be doing something else, like going for the titles? Yeah, the, the, I was thinking this, and uh, I don't know if we're going to talk about Grizzled Young Veterans at all, but how little does NXT pay that these guys have to walk? They can't call an Uber. They can't, like... Have you seen the price of Ubers now in California, bro? I know they're in Florida, but geez, it, it's gone through the roof. It's nuts. I, I mean, it's, like, 
they're champions. They can't. They're walking. They former champions. Former, former champions. champions. They don't have a car. They don't have. They can't Uber. They don't have a friend they could call for a ride. They're gonna walk for a week straight. Come on, making, it's it's a pilgrimage, baby. They're going and, to a guru. And then you got grizzled young veterans. They're stealing DoorDash food. <laughs> Come on, these guys are oh, supposed that, to, like. What are we doing here? Oh, next question. What do you think GYV's favorite flavor of wings are? Barbecue. I don't know. <laughs> no, just, that was a dumb question, but I'm glad, I'm glad you answered it. Yeah, I'm with you. It was kind of weird to see JYB be like, all right, let's get this picnic basket. Dink, dink, dink. They literally <laughs> stole, like, they stole like a DoorDash. Like, it's not like these guys are like, I don't know. It's, it's not like they robbed a, an armored car either. It's like, you, you <laughs> stole from some poor DoorDash guy that's now going to get fired and not have this job to pay his bills and i don't know <laughs> your heart goes out for the doordash the unseen doordash guy. <laughs> these guys that are supposed to be professional fighters what are they doing i don't know uh, i mean they're out there being grizzled okay uh why does joe gacy have to wrestle in dockers i don't know that's a good question <laughs> uh, why does he have wrestling tights in general like it could be a safe space but yeah why doesn't he wear wrestling clothes like He's competing, you know? Yeah, I've been beating up a youth pastor. Uh, what's the deal with Cameron Grimes and Duke Hudson, man? It was a poker game gone wrong, but Duke Hudson can't let it go. I actually really like this. I like how they're doing this. I like how – I thought their promo was actually incredible. Cameron Grimes just killed it, I thought. And um, I like that they're – I like that the, the way they're doing this. This is one of my favorite parts of this whole thing. It was good to see Cameron Grimes get a win. I thought their promo was excellent, and I can't wait to see where this goes next. Uh, why is everyone but William Regal booking matches? Where's William Regal? <laughs> just, probably, I just, you. probably still on the beach, sipping a Mai Tai like he's been doing. The beach in Orlando? <laughs> It's not real. Uh, okay. <laughs> and, and lastly, uh, what do you make of the Imperium Ocala Rally Von Wagner segment? Sorry. Um, it was uh, like, <laughs> damn, Jack. It, uh, uh, I just, I, uh, come on. I, I mean, <laughs> you can do it. I mean, sure. O'Reilly and Wagner, they want tag team gold. Good for them. I, they're not going to beat Imperium. Come on. Wow. I mean, if they try really hard to power friendship, no? Are they? I mean, sure. Why not? I don't know. Well, uh, before, before I'm having we... a horrible guest host today. I have, I don't, I feel like half the things I, half the things I watch on 2.0, I just go, no, I don't know. this, this is good because people are like, I, I think Jack's a gimmick, but no, you are, you are, is what you are until today. He snapped. He was like, you know what? Forget it. I don't know. I just, <laughs> yeah. This show is over. I don't know what to do with it. I don't know. I don't know where they're going with anything. I feel so confused. Yeah, I, Elliot, I've heard the rumors that Kyle O'Reilly may be uh, taking his talents to, to Jacksonville, which sounds terrible in that context, but you know what I mean. Uh, but uh, Orlando, yeah, well, but ja I'd rather be Atlanta than Jacksonville. I used to live yeah. in Jacksonville. Uh, so uh, now it's time for MVP of NXT. Jack, who's the one person that's out for you? NXT or NXT UK? I, I got to give it to Mustache Mountain this week. Um, you know, I, I'm critical of them a lot, but at the end of the day, they earn themselves a tag team title shot. They're going to get to be in the ring with pretty deadly. And if there's anyone to be in the ring with, it's the highway dandy man, the, the, the dandy highway man. I messed yeah. that up. 
they uh that's that's where you want to be i and so i got to give it to them yeah, I'm in the same boat with you. NXT UK is obviously uh, doing the more the, the in-ring stuff. Uh, I was torn between Daniel Luna uh, based on strength of opponent and winning that match, but I got to give it to my boys with the Carter because, again, their tandem offense, they look like a legitimate tag team. And I know I lament Ashton and, and Oliver that they're together one week, they're separate one week. What are they? What are they? <laughs> What's our label? Uh, but, but, today, <laughs> but this week, they were a good tandem, so I give it to them for sure. Uh. Yeah, them and maybe a shout out to Mark Andrews too. I think that was a big upset win uh, from him. Um, so good for him. Absolutely. Well, if you guys don't know about me personally, I got the boosters out yesterday. So I'm tired. I'm going to go take a nap after this. But Jack Farmer, if someone to follow you online, where they go about doing that? Yeah, you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. Speaking of winning awards, the movie Dead Body that I was a producer and small actor on won two awards with Soho International Film Festival, best uh, or it got audience award and best ensemble cast. And as I say to Andy, the writer, director, and star of the show, if it's ensemble cast, I count. I won an acting award. I don't yeah. know why people act like acting so hard. I've won an award literally every time I've done it now. <laughs> That's true. If if a film gets best picture, the, the producer gets the award. That's the way it is. That's the name of the business. Uh, but but also you're you're a part of the new updated Ringer Wrestling slate alongside Cheap Heat with Peter Rosenberg and the Mass Man with Cass. I wonder about that, man. Yeah, very cool to see and be a part of you as well, obviously. Yeah. And, and Evan T. Max. I'm a third man. I'm a third Brian man. H. Walters, he's part of the team now. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we I'm are man. we are alongside some heavy hitters, Mass Man, Shoemaker, and Kaz, as well as well as Peter Rosenberg and Stat Guy Greg. Huge lineup. This is the destination for pro wrestling podcasts. The Ringer, make sure to. Follow on Apple, on Spotify, leave five-star reviews, all that good stuff. Yeah, that's really how I am on Tuesday afternoons, uh, the Mac Mania podcast. And if you guys have not copped a version of it already, my book, my memoir, Graduation Day, available now at Amazon. It's plug in my name, that Amazon search engine, put in book, and you'll see it out there in all its glory. If you're in the LA area, I'll come sign you a copy. But I got to get out of here. I'm sleepy. Jack Farmer until next week. Say the words. Do your best and be yourself.